We're recording, so. Hey everyone, my name is Whitney and welcome to an episode of Spastic Chatter. Spastic Chatter is a platform meant to feature stories from those in the cerebral palsy community. And as you may know, I will be getting together weekly with individuals with CP like myself to have a kind of uncentered chat about what it's really like to have this type of disability. Um, for my guest this episode is Jeff Poulton. Hopefully I'm saying that right. Yep, you got it. He is a musician with cerebral palsy. And um and we're gonna learn we're gonna learn more about his more about his life. Um so so and his love for music. So I will let Jeff introduce himself. So go ahead and take it. All right. So yeah, so my name is Jeff Poulton and I'm forty-four years old. I've been a musician literally all my life. My parents tell me I used to sing myself to sleep in my crib. So it's literally a lifetime um, career. And uh, so I, I write music uh, that is inspired by my life growing up with CP and the, uh, the people and experiences that exp inspire me along the way. So um, it's a very honest, very straightforward uh, music and lyrics that I, I hope will inspire others uh, who are on their own journeys, their own struggles. That's awesome. Um, so let's like we're just gonna jump into the topics I have and you kinda answer well you kinda hit it at this. How has your music and your writing your writing music and playing music helped you cope with having a disability? Or has it helped you cope? Well, it's you know, as a as a child, it was just a lot of listening and a lot of singing along with things and um, you know, when I was, uh, um, when others would be, you know, necessarily playing with their toys and things like that, my, my favorite toy was always the record player, you know, or the tape player or whatever at that point. And, uh, and as I got older and discovered uh, my, my gifts for, for singing and performing, uh, that became an outlet. Um, back in 2013, when I released my first uh, album of original, uh, pro professionally produced original material, it was an album called Welcome to My World, which chronicled my life, starting at my birth with a song called Learning How to Fly, and then going all the way to, to my marriage in 2011 uh, with, a, with a song called The Torch, and it goes through in order, and it talks about, you know, you start at my birth, and then the next song talks about bullying in, in the schoolyard, and the next song talks about, you know, my first experiences with nightmares and insomnia and then songs about surgery and it just it goes through my life and tells those stories and and writing those songs was extremely therapeutic uh, for me to be able to have an outlet to say those things and then to discover shortly thereafter as the album began to gain some 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 popularity that yes indeed people could relate to it even if they didn't have CP they could relate to the the story in some way shape or form and it, it just, my parents had always taught me that CP was an opportunity, and this was a, a fine example of, uh, of how that was true. That's really, that's really cool. Um, I don't, like, I, I, I totally agree that cerebral palsy is an opportunity, and that's how I was raised also. And um, 
a little, a little tidbit about me. I am a, I am a live music junkie. Like I've been, I've been to so many concerts. So music is how I coped. Or I, I continue to cope with having a disability. Like it is, it, I, I, I was, I, I, I was too. Like one of the ones that I would, I would go to the. I would have my I would have my iPod on or like my MP3 player and just like turn out the world and listen to music so I can I can kind of relate to to that in a sense. So, but the way you the way you describe like telling your story through songs that that sounds really cool. I'm gonna have to check out. I'm honestly gonna have to check out your I have to check out your albums. Cause we we did this kind of, we did this kind of fast, so I'm not very prepared. But now I'm really curious about your albums and stuff. Well, the uh, the latest album is on Spotify and and Google Play and all the uh, the major streaming platforms. Uh, the first three you can find them on uh, on iTunes, um, and there's a Christmas album in there too. So uh, lots of different sounds and lots of different styles. You were mentioning yourself. You're a live music junkie. You've been to a lot of concerts. Yeah. Uh, what? Who have you? How? Who have you seen? Um. Well, I'm gonna be honest. Like growing, growing up, like I grew. I I was born in. I was born in '90. So, girl, and like my high school years, my I was into a lot of uh, emo, like <laughs> mosh pit. Me, like. Yep. I was. I was the. I, I was the. I'm wanting the wheelchair in the middle of the mosh pit, like, like, uh, I was, awesome. very, I was very, like, so I, um, I've been to, like, a, a bunch of rock shows, and, uh, over the, as I've gotten older, I really enjoy country music, like, I, I kind of switch genres, like, but, um, I've gone, I, I continue to go to, like, Pacific, Pacific venues. So they they know me by name. The people that the people that work there. That is like awesome. The the okay. musicians that I see, I've seen them more than once. So they've so they've kind of like we kind of got we kind of got a relationship now. Like cause like cause, because I'm not one of those people watchers that like like to be in the back. No, I'm I'm like at the forefront. I'm like at the forefront. Like. Yep. I want Absolutely. to be. Absolutely. I want to be seen. I want to. I want to see. Yeah, absolutely. And you know what's funny about that is uh, the number of times that um, you know we we talk about uh, my my wife and I sometimes joke around about you know and it it is a joke but we joke around about playing the card the yeah. CD card because how many front row seats have I had at concerts because it made more sense for me to sit at the front than the back and. And so I've had, not only have I been to see a lot of concerts, but I've had some great seats for concerts Exactly. Too. I have, I, I play the wheelchair card all the time. Like, like, um, or more recently, like there's, I'm not, I'm not sure if you're, if you're uh, familiar with like Texas country, like Josh Abbott band, Randy Rogers. Um, some of the names are familiar. I'm not. I, I have gone through my phases with country music, but I haven't followed it in a while. So, well, uh, my, my the country music that I would have been following would have been around the time you were born. 
early early to mid nineties. Well, so. that's the good that's the good country. Early nineties is good country. But yeah, uh, I think the first country artist I picked up on was Garth Brooks. Oh, Garth that's Brooks, a, of course, that's a classic. But um, <laughs> but they're like uh, the last uh, the last big name country artist I went to was like Josh Abbott and or not it was Randy Rogers and and Josh like Josh Abbott another another country artist just so happened to be at the venue and I was cram packed between people and I couldn't see anything and he he saw he saw me in the crowd and came up to me and was like and like and like uh took me backstage so that I could see everything. So nice. that's the pleasure park. <laughs> nice. That is awesome. That is yeah. awesome. Yeah, no, it's a uh, and, and the, the power of being at those events. Um and just, you know, because everybody just gets along, you know. When when are the concert together, you don't have to know each other. You just you get along and everybody's looking at each other. If even if you don't know each other, you're looking at each other and smiling and cheering and exactly. a great place. You're for, just having uh, it. Like you're just having kind of a good time. Like you don't care. You don't care what happens. Like, like life just like kind of like stands still with you. If in a, in a way, but yeah. You know what's really funny too is I found throughout this whole uh, COVID nineteen, the power of music has has really come to the come to the fore, forefront and. Um, you know, people are looking to be inspired by things. They're looking to be uplifted by things and help and music seems to be helping people to get through this so i think exactly. you know, this, this is a great time to discover the therapeutic power of music not just for persons like you and i but for anybody exactly and all the all the free shows that are going on like through like facebook live and stuff like that yeah absolutely i just watched uh, one of my uh one of my influences and i have many different styles that i that i enjoy but one of my biggest influences is josh groban um, oh, yes. I, I actually did a, uh, um, my parents' apartment building, um, because everyone's in lockdown and I don't get to see my parents right now, we're really close. Uh, I went to their apartment building and, and, and from their parking lot, I sang a little bit of You Raise Me Up, uh, oh, Josh cool. song for them. And someone was, someone was filming. And before I knew it, you know, 25, 30, 40, 50,000 people were looking at this video and, uh, oh, and, and, cool. and really getting something out of it. So, I, I, you know, that was a chance for me to be like, yeah, this is, this is awesome. You know, the music is, is helping people out at a time like this one. Really, all I wanted to do was just sing for my parents and look what yeah. happened. So, it's pretty cool. That, that is, that's awesome. Um, so, let's. We're talking about going to all these places. Alright, we're kind of, I kind of I kind of jump I kind of jump so we're like so bear bear with me. That's okay. We're we're kind of we're talking about going to all these places in different venues. Have you ever had accessibility issues going to going to venues like? Um. Yeah, you know what? I suppose there was one time, um, and most of these places. I don't find there's a lot of accessibility issues, um, but uh, there was one time when uh, my wife and I were actually on our our honeymoon. This is back in 2011. We're on our honeymoon in New York City. Um, as, me being a musician, my 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 wife is a is a theater buff, so we had gotten tickets for a lot of different uh, 
shows while we were there. So we had tickets for Rent. We had tickets for um, uh, the Spider-Man Broadway show, actually. And we had one for Wicked. And we had one for Phantom of the Opera. That's cool. Now, Phantom of the Opera was in an older theater. And we had balcony seats. Well, I'm on crutches, so I can yeah. do stairs if I have to. Yeah. But I didn't realize how many stairs we were really dealing with here. So yeah. we asked. That, that was really the only time I've ever been up against a, a, an accessibility issue um, because, they, because of the age of the building, they didn't have an yeah. elevator. Um, so we did have to ask for some assistance, and we ended up with uh, seventh row seats on the floor instead of having to be on the, uh, you know, on the balcony. So yes, I have encountered some accessibility challenges, but in in the midst of that, I've also experienced a lot of care and compassion and understanding yeah. from the people who are helping us to to find ways around those challenges. So yeah, it's um. It's it's nice to know that there are still good, kind people that are willing to help in the world, and in some way that's because of those some of those accessibility challenges. Now, that was 10 years ago, but I or can... nine years ago. Things have changed even since then. But it's, it's, it's still... But yeah, that's, that's probably the most... It's still sort of the same, because I can, I can relate to that also, that, that the, age, the ages of the building usually are the only accessibility issues that I've run into to like the age of the building, like going to the bathroom or like going to the bar or something. But you, but like you said, all you really have to do is just ask. And the the, the staff in the, at the venue are more than like, usually they're more than willing to accommodate. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. yeah so, like I say, like, there's there's good people out there. You just have to be willing to put yourself out there a little bit and say, "Can you help me out?" Yeah, and we're and you have to remember that you're that uh, when you're going to places like that, we're, we you have we're all, they're all we're all there because we have a common like we like like we we have a common trait that brings us together for like the joy of the joy of the music or whatever you know you know i didn't word that correctly but you know what i'm trying to say absolutely yeah yeah of course you're connecting with when you're connecting with people um you know it's easier to sort of to to be yourself with them and to be to, yeah. to feel like you can ask for those you know that assistance and that sort of thing because you already feel somewhat connected is that what you're meaning yeah yeah, yeah. Yeah, you you got it. You get it. <laughs> um, so, whenever you're, cause you you do because you do uh, your own live music, right? You you like you were saying, you do you go to venues and like produce, like put on shows and things like that. I do, and and actually, it's funny that you should bring that up here because I take a very different approach to my to my shows. I don't have a band. And I don't play any instruments. So I hear you ask, well, how do you do this then? So I have a, a friend of mine who is uh, who operates right here in my hometown in Kitchener, Ontario, Canada. And um, he's a, he's a multi-instrumentalist and he's a producer. So what we do is I'll take him basic ideas for songs. Here's a few chords just sort of feebly strummed out on my acoustic guitar. 
and here's a melody. And what he does is he helps me to arrange the instruments. He plays them. He helps me to arrange the instruments in ways that, uh, you know, that bring the song together and make it into a fully produced song. And then what I do is I take the essentially karaoke versions of my own songs, create tracks. And then when I go to a live show, I have visuals on a screen behind me that are just projected from my computer and the, and the tracks for these songs. So what I end up doing is I have, I'll have lyrics and visuals that go with the songs. And between the songs, I tell the stories about what inspired them and why I like to sing those particular songs. And it becomes essentially, it's almost a one-man show, except my wife is the one that's running the computer. So, um, you know, and so instead of having to worry about all the logistics of setting up a band and doing a big, long sound check and all those kinds of things, I just have to set up a mic, a computer, and a screen and a couple speakers, and I'm good to go. And people seem to really... I questioned whether people would get anything out of that, but uh, when I do shows, people seem to really enjoy it. They seem to really get something out of it, so that's great. That's awesome. Mm -hmm. So um, you're you're you kind of hit on uh, people's perceptions. Have you ever have you ever dealt with like negative percep like people being negative? Well, I, it's one. It's funny that you should ask that. That's one of the stories that I use in my show. Is um, that years ago when I was 16, so that's going back to about 92, okay? And so I was, in a, uh, I was in a singing competition, a music festival in my hometown, and that particular year I had, I had done very well in that festival, and I had been awarded as the senior vocalist of the year for the, for the, uh, the festival. And so part of the... Um, Part of the, the, the privilege of, of being awarded something like that is that you're included in a final concert at the end of the at the end of the week. After the whole festival's done, they collect all their best performers for the week and they do a final concert, ten or twenty songs. And uh, so I went and I did my award-winning song, and apparently, an elderly gentleman in the audience was overheard to say that he was disgusted with the choice of the festival committee to include me because, quote, cripples had no place on a performance stage. Oh, Lord. <laughs> so oh, God. <laughs> my, uh, my music teacher um, knew enough. She knew to tell me that story because she knew it would light a fire under me. It's like, yeah. I'll, I'll show him, right? Yeah. And so... I love to tell that story because now after all these, all this time of, of making my living as a performer, the idea of someone ever having said that cripples had no place on a performance stage is utterly ridiculous. Yeah. Right? So it was just, it's kind of a, an amusing moment where you get a, a mix of, when you tell an audience that you get a mix of laughter and booze and it's, yeah. uh, it's, it's a lot of fun actually. So to take something that, that could have been a very negative and very, uh, you know, destructive experience and turn it into something that has some humor. Yeah, that's exactly, that, our, our mindsets are exactly, are almost exactly the same because I, I would do this, I would do the same thing. I would, I would use, I would use that, that uh, instance that happened and turn it into humor. So, 
Yeah. Yeah, you really have to because if you don't, you'll drive yourself crazy, right? Yeah. I mean, you, you have to look at it and say it takes all kinds. And all those, all that negativity, all it does is, is pushes me to the next level. It gives me more inspiration for my music. Yep. You know, and as, as a result of that, some of my music, it starts off, sometimes it starts in an angry place. You know, I'm trying to process these emotions, but it always ends up in a place where essentially look at, look where I am now. Yeah. Instead of staying in that angry place, it goes there for a while. But it doesn't stay there. It goes to a place where look what I took. I took all that experience and I did something positive with it. Yeah, and that that that's all about what life what life is, or that's what all about what what life is. Uh, essentially, is going. You can you can go in that angry place, but then you have to get out of it somehow. So that's right. Yeah, that's right. It's okay. I mean, we have anger for a reason, and sometimes it's 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 a good thing. To go there and experience that, but you can't stay there. You have yeah. to move on, right? Yeah, you have to use it as like lessons learned. That's right. That's right. Yep. So, um, do you have any advice for others who want to maybe pursue music or like in the media, like somewhat, someone in the media field or something like that? Yeah, I, you know what. I, I tell that I've asked I've been asked that question a few times and uh, I always um, answer a couple of things the same way one one of which is don't get into it for the money yeah. <laughs> it's uh, it's 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 something that you have to do because you're really passionate about it because you really love to do it but the other thing is don't stop I mean don't 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 base whether you're you know don't stop because someone says, Oh, your music's great or your music's not so great or your art is great or your art's not so great. Don't, don't base your decision on pursuing that dream on another person's opinion because it's not just about what it's doing for them. It's about what it's doing for you too. Um, if it has a therapeutic quality, if it makes you feel good, if it makes you feel better when things are rough, just do it. Exactly. Do it because you love it. Well, that's... That's all of the topics I have written down. Do you have Do you have anything Do you have anything else that you want to add? Anything well, you know, since we've spent a lot of time uh, talking about uh, my music, I just want to let anyone that might be viewing this know that um, I I do have a uh, I just launched a website last week, my brand new website. So it's uh, jeffpoolton.com, J-E-F-F. Yeah, I, will, I will link all that in the description. So You're going to link that? Have, okay. You just have to tell right, me. So jeffpoolton.com is my website. You can find me on Facebook too. And uh, I will accept page likes. I will accept friend requests. Um, and um, you can look for my stuff on uh, YouTube as well. So, you know, just hopefully you can go and find something in my music that uh, – that really inspires you and makes you feel uplifted, especially in this tough time. And I look forward to uh, getting to know more people as a result of this. Thanks very much for uh, having me on your show. That's awesome. And I really enjoyed having you on and I'm going to have to look up your, uh, all your, all your music. And maybe one day if you're, if we're ever around in the same area, I can, we can, I can go to one of your shows. And... That'd be great. Yeah, exactly. That'd be great. Who knows how we might get connected, but it's been a, an absolute pleasure having a chat with you. Good, good to meet you, and uh, we will stay connected. Exactly. And just to close, 
just to close off the episode, if you're um, if you want to be on an episode of Spastic Chatter, um, there's an email link in the description below. And Jeff is actually a good example of this because he act he act he was actually the first person that emailed me wanting to be on Spastic Chatter, and here he is uh, on the podcast. So um, again, thanks for thanks for uh being on, and I will link all your all your uh stuff in the description below. Fantastic! And thanks very much. Take care. Thanks everyone for watching. Bye. Bye bye.